You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball today, this Friday, September 30th, with our Pirates reporter, Adam Barry. Adam, thank you for joining us. And, uh, Adam, this is, you know, not a place you ever want to start uh, a discussion or a podcast especially, but uh, we have to bring up the tragic passing of Miami Marlins ace uh, Jose Fernandez, who was – you know, we all awoke to the news uh, Sunday morning that he was uh, killed in a boating accident uh, off the shores of Miami, and it just rocked uh, the baseball world and continues to do so, uh, considering his uh, his stature in the game and the limitless potential that he had. It's it's all gone now at the, the age of 24, which is just unbelievable. But, uh, Adam, kind of talk about the reaction to Fernandez's passing within the Pirates clubhouse and if any players in particular – on the Pirates team, had any sort of a special connection to Jose Fernandez? Yeah, not a lot of the, the Pirates players uh, you know, knew him very personally. Obviously, they all knew of him, had faced him. Uh, some guys coming up through the minor leagues, uh, you know, obviously a lot of guys in the majors. There were a few guys who spent just a little bit of time with the Marlins, and they you know, said the kind of stuff that we all had really been able to see from the outside about Fernandez, is that he was – you know, such a, a, a magnetic personality, so energetic, um, you know, just such a joy to be around. And, uh, you know, I could say personally, such a joy to watch. Um, he was a lot of things about baseball that we all kind of want to try to create. He was just that organically, you know, he was passionate, enthusiastic. Uh, he just had a lot of fun. And I think, you know, in addition to just kind of that otherworldly talent, that was what uh, made him so special and sort of made this, uh, you know, such a tough time for the whole baseball family. Um, Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager, didn't really know him that well, but he spent quite a bit of time with him on the award circuit in 2013 when Jose Fernandez was the National League Rookie of the Year. Clint Hurdle was manager of the year. Uh, Hurdle told us, you know, just sort of about that interaction. Um, they got, you know, just spent a little bit of time together at that time, but then every time that Hurdle would see Fernandez after that, uh, you know, Jose would come run up to him, say, you know, hey, Poppy, how you doing, man? Like they'd been friends forever, which was, I guess, kind of the way that he treated everyone. Um, and then Hurdle actually, uh, you know, in, in light of that news, shared shared some words that I think kind of resonated uh, throughout baseball. You know, Clint's been through a lot. He's, uh, you know, very serious, very motivational, takes, uh, you know, a lot of stock in sort of the human condition, not just uh, baseball. And one of the things he said that, that I know, uh, resonated with other players, uh, coaches, people throughout baseball, sports, and uh, really just uh, you know people dealing with tragedy. He's, he said, uh, this is a quote from him, it just makes all the more sense when things like this happen, to be where your feet are, enjoy the moment, and remember there'll be a day where there won't be another day. And I think that was uh, pretty powerful stuff from Clint Hurdle in the wake of just a really awful, awful uh, tragedy. Yeah, it, it really is. And, I mean, uh, again, just uh, seeing the, whether it was uh, – whether you saw the news on TV or you got a text message or however you came across the news, I mean, it just rocks you to your core. It's bad when it happens, period, when it happens to somebody, as you said, uh, as magnetic and, uh, you know, effervescent as Jose Fernandez was. It just uh, it really shakes you. And uh, just terrible, terrible news here at the end of the uh, regular season with the passing of Jose Fernandez, but uh, some very uh, illuminating uh, words by Clint Hurdle there. Uh, regarding you know life in general, and it's great that he got to know Jose back in 2013, and like you said, that kind of exemplifies who Jose was. Uh, you know, he treated Clint Hurdle like he was a long lost best friend after that, after being on the award circuit three years ago. So, 
Terrible, terrible loss for baseball, uh, certainly with the passing of Jose Fernandez. Uh, Adam, getting back to the uh, business at hand with the uh, on-field goings-on, and we saw something last night at PNC Park that we had not seen in baseball in over 11 years, and that was a tie game. <laughs> the Pirates and uh, Cubs wrapping up at uh, 1-1. And uh, personally, I'm a little disappointed that we're not going to get to see the, the dash one on the one-loss yeah. record, if you will, for both the Pirates and the Cubs because – Major League Baseball, despite uh, declaring this a tie game, that game is not going to be reflected in the one-loss record, so it's as if it never happened. And again, I'm a little disappointed by this because I want to see that that dash one because it's so rare that you would ever see that uh, for any baseball team to go back to the whatever the, the 10s, the 20s, the 1900s. There are a couple of those there. But what about you? Do you think that the, the dash one should be there for both teams? Well, it's funny. A lot of my hockey writer friends in Pittsburgh, which obviously is just such a hockey-centric town, were really just baffled by this. Don't count. <laughs> it's such like a central part of hockey right. uh, records and everything. Uh, you know, it's, a, it, it's just so bizarre to explain. You know, it was a 162-game season with 162 games worth of stats, but 161 games worth of wins and losses. It really is such a bizarre thing. So yeah, you kind of do want that dash. Plus, I like the idea, which is possible heading into this final weekend of the season. The Pirates could finish with an 81-win winning season. <laughs> that would just be such kind of a kind of a bizarre thing to to look at, and maybe in a couple of ways of appropriate and fitting of this season. But I mean, yeah, players were even a little surprised by it. It's been 11 years since there was a tie. The last one was in uh, June 2005. So some guys were legitimately surprised that you know a game could end in a tie, and as they described it, uh, pardon the pun, it was sort of the perfect storm of events where the game didn't count in the standings. Uh, you know, it's at the end of the year. There would be no time to make it up. Uh, the, car, the Cubs have already clinched everything. The Pirates are already out of the playoffs. So, yeah, Major League Baseball intervened, and it's a tie that we'll, we'll never speak of in the standings again. It's, yeah, it's just so odd. I remember, you know, being uh, at work last night and being told, okay, you know, this game counts, and we're going to have highlights, and the, the numbers count, but – it's not going to be reflected in the one-loss standings. I'm thinking, well, that, that can't be right. But, no, that's that's the way it is, and I'm sure it's not going to be very high on Rob Manfred's offseason to-do list. But, hey, Kamish, right. let's, uh, let's fix this because I'd love to see the Pirates potentially finish, as you said, 81-80-1, which would be probably the coolest record in baseball history. Unfortunately, uh, that's not going to happen. And, uh, Adam, I found it, uh, you know, in a in a disappointing way, Rather ironic that the final home game of the season cut short due to rainfall, and that's how the Pirates fans depart BNC for another season as they await opening day now in uh, 2017 in April. And, you know, whenever a team misses the playoffs as a fan base, you kind of take stock in the state of the team. It's either, okay, we're not a playoff team, but we're young, we're up and coming, and we're getting better, or it's we're not a playoff team, we're stagnating, or we're getting worse. So, Considering that this is the first time in four years that the Pirates are not going to be as part of the postseason picture, what is the, the the pulse and the tempo of the fans right now? How do they feel about the direction of this Pirates franchise? Again, as I said, after missing the playoffs for the first time uh, since uh, 2012. Yeah, I mean, really disappointed in general just because of where the team was coming from. Uh, you know, to go from a, a 98-win team to potentially, you know, somewhere in the 78-81 to 81 win uh, team is is just uh, you know a pretty pretty serious fall, um, and it happened in you know kind of a concerning manner with the way that the pitching staff really fell apart, wasn't put together all that well at the beginning of the season, and just the dramatic drop off from some of the star performers like Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole 
And then, you know, then some of the trades, I think, shook uh, some fans' confidence. You know, the trading Mark Melanson when the team was still theoretically in the in the postseason race and then trading Francisco Liriano and a couple of prospects for a young arm and Drew Hutchison, who we really haven't seen much of uh, in September. So I think a lot of it is going to depend on how the Pirates kind of go about their business this offseason to sort of restore some some faith, uh, you know, in the franchise because they have some pretty obvious needs, particularly on their pitching staff, um, you know, and if they're willing to maybe make some of the commitments that they didn't last offseason with a guy like Jay Happ, you know, if they could maybe rectify that with Ivan Nova this offseason, I think that would go a long way toward, uh, you know, restoring some faith and getting a little bit more interest instead of just saying, well, you know, we just hope to compete once again next year. I think fans would, would really like to see a push, uh, you know, since this core is pretty solid if everyone plays up to their potential. I think fans would like to see them really, you know, sort of, you know, force their way into the postseason. Maybe you make kind of a bold signing that doesn't work out in three years, but it gives them a much better chance to reach the World Series next year because, you know, people realize the talent is still there if they complement it right and they play up to their potential. Yeah, no question, and it certainly cannot help matters that uh, Francisco Liriano in uh, three starts with the Blue Jays has been the Francisco of old. Uh, He's been tremendous. He was again – uh, a couple nights ago against uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. but uh, you know he, he's really turned things around. But as you said, if they can bring back a guy like Avon Nova, that would restore a lot of faith in the fan base, and we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason in uh, Pittsburgh, no doubt. Adam, mm-hmm. uh, to begin to wrap up here, the Pirates are going to conclude the 2016 campaign. Three games in St. Louis, and uh, I know that they've got to be excited that they're going to have a direct impact one way or another on a very tight uh, wild card race as it's the Cardinals the Giants and the Mets, three teams battling for two wild card spots. And again, I know that this Pirates team prides itself on being professional and putting your best foot forward every single night, no matter who the opponent is. So I would think that they'd have the same attitude and approach, whether they they were playing the Padres this weekend, but they are playing the Cardinals. And again, I think that all things considered, it's it's a great way for this team to end the regular season. Yeah, I think it's good for them to you know be able to have an impact and, as much as anything, I think Clint Hurdle will point out that it's good for all these rookies that are up to play in, you know, that sort of meaningful environment. You know, the, the games don't mean anything to the Pirates, but they do for the Cardinals, so they can kind of, you know, learn from that and get a feel for what those games are like. Because their hope is that next year and for many years to come, these rookies are going to play in a lot more sort of playoff type games and ideally playoff, you know, actual games. So it's it should be a good environment for the Pirates. They're going to to trot out everyone. Uh, that they can. A couple of regulars have been hurt so bad that they're probably not going to be able to, to get out there for these final three games. Guys like Starling Marte, Francisco Cervelli, and Jordy Mercer. But and otherwise, you know, you're going to see, uh, you know, the Pirates try to win these games because they they do believe in sort of respecting the the competitive element uh, of the of the race. Yeah, and it's going to be a very entertaining series in St. Louis uh, for the Pirates uh, this weekend. Is like I said, one way or another, they're going to have a very uh, direct and big impact on this NL wild card race. Uh, Adam, that puts a bow tie on this one. Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, joining us here on this Friday, and uh, we'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night 
on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.